Arco. Yeah, just woke up. <laughs> I uh, I made a decision to to stay in the office for uh, for this episode. Yeah, too cold. That... It's too cold. It's actually warm today. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm I'm getting the heck out of here soon after we're done. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you're forcing me to do. I'm it. forcing you to wake up early and an early um, Saturday morning live update because uh, we didn't make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> the entire week and apparently it's becoming a it seems like a weekend thing i don't know yeah, see if that not? sticks or not but uh yeah. it the, the the important thing that i'll point out is it's our choice <laughs> we can choose we can choose to have coffee in the morning or not we can choose what pillow we like we can choose to drive versus walk or walk versus drive we have a lot of choices yeah. in life where, are you, where I, are you going with this? Well, I just remember uh, we have a lot to talk about today in, in very short amount of time. But I remember a few years back, um, a number of years back now, I, I didn't want the smart TV because I didn't want all the insecurities and vulnerabilities that would come with it. <laughs> of course, you can just not plug it in. But but uh, anyway, I, I searched and searched and could not find one that was not smart. And... Uh, so I end up not plugging them in in any way, but uh, well, I, had a I had no, I had you, no choice for a non-smart. You, you could go, you could go vintage, on, black, vintage. on a black and white. That's TV very true. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't That's even work true. on your cable. That's right. System. Just smack, smack the current one up the side and, and hope the, the, uh, the fuzziness goes away. Yeah. So where are you going with this? Are you referring to that chat that we had this week with uh, that guy about that? Four wheel things with an engine or yeah. not. Sometimes or it's called, a, <laughs> most people call it a car, but is it really a car anymore? Yeah. Some, some people call it a mobile phone on wheel. It is like a mobile phone on wheels. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was a, it was a really cool chat. Uh, trying to remember his name here. It was Scott Sheehan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, when that episode comes out, I encourage everybody to listen to that. But it, it obviously it struck uh, struck something in us to kind of look at that and the, the bigger picture of what as technology advances and penetrates everything, uh, do we have a choice for non-tech options? And you and I talk about this quite often. I actually wrote a piece on this on like 10 years ago or so that at some point the nostalgia of non-tech, things will become so valuable to us. That, so he, uh, here's, here's my thing. And it, it, it follows this never ending conversation that we've been having now, maybe for, I don't know, since we know each other, like <laughs> more than 15 <laughs> years. Um, and that it did trick something to me, that conversation as well. And uh, I remember I asked the philosophical question that you can have the answer when you listen to the episode when is a car still a car and when it's not mm. a car anymore and i brought the ship of uh, theseus uh, story philosophical thought um, work process where is it still a car if it doesn't have an engine is it still a car if you're not driving it anymore you don't step on the gas there's already no clutch anymore no gears and and i don't know and i don't know it's, it's just nostalgia or bringing the vintage back, but if it's actually what I am going to discuss in an upcoming 
uh, newsletter or blog that I'm writing is if it's actually part of us being human to actually do things with our hands and, and mm. touch stuff and all these, you know, um, interface that now we're just going to tell the phone what to do or robot to clean the house or the car to drive you somewhere. I, I don't mm. know if to a certain point it's just novelty and it's going to fade out where technology balance with what it means to be human, which may be, yeah, as you always say, go in the wood and, uh, you know, get off to the grid for a little <laughs> bit and uh, get your hands dirty on, on an engine, um, yeah. old school. Well, it makes me wonder, do, I think we're being led by the tech visionaries, right? right? And this is just one example, the tech visionaries saying, this is really cool. It'll make your life better. We think you should move from whatever you're doing now to this new thing. And I'm making and, money. And I'm making money off <laughs> it. And but your life's better, according to them. They know best. They've done research, presumably, maybe not. Um, so that's one path into this world. The other one, um, I watched a video this morning about uh, a gentleman in the UK who looks at a lot of a lot of automobile stuff and mainly, uh, or not mainly, but a lot of EV, electrical vehicle stuff as well. And another path into the same realm is policy driven, mm. where governments say the best thing for us, and I'm not going to debate whether it is or <laughs> climate change, I'm not, I'm not discounting that or anything, but whether or not we have to move all EV for vehicles. And the point um, that I wanted to pull from this video, not whether EV is good or bad or whatever, is that as consumers they're pushing back on the, at least the current technology um it doesn't quite suit it's not as flexible not as not as uh long lasting not as the resale value of evs is less and the, the price of new ones are still skyrocket high and the technology is not quite there but the point he's making is consumers are not buying as many evs and the market's getting filled with um, used electrical vehicles. So the, the market is deciding in that case that even though policy says by a certain time, if the technology can't keep up, then maybe humans, at least the market says. Mm. I, I, think, I think you can go both ways. Uh, in a way, yes, the, 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 the consumer is making a decision, but maybe it's just too early to push this meaning that the infrastructure is not there i mean you have some funny example of spending <laughs> an hour on a rental car <laughs> recharging i've seen stuff where the tesla charger were not working when it was super cold uh not too long ago somewhere like literally <laughs> they were, couldn't charge the car so you know people driving petrol uh, just to use the UK term for that, mm -hmm. we'll just honk to them and say, bye-bye, we're, <laughs> we're out of here, <laughs> right? So I, I guess it, it can go both way, meaning if we had the infrastructure and it was enough demand, the cost could go down and probably people would be happy about it, but also maybe a battery should recharge as fast as or not as inconveniently as how easy it is to pump the gas and how many gas pump. I mean, good example, I'm gonna 
park my uh, my car with my dogs and we're gonna do a long drive next week so I would probably do some um, live event <laughs> or recording from the road and you have to do the honking thing yeah i don't don't drive a truck but it's okay (laughs) but the point is imagine if i had to do that which is going to be a long drive with an electric car i mean as much as i love the environment as much as i want to (laughs) everybody to drive that car couldn't be feasible unless you spend another extra day just to charge and maybe to go other places because on your ideal route you're not gonna find that so again yeah I, I don't know how much is that we're just no ready for that and how much is the decision of the people not wanted to do it so yeah. I, I had a conversation with um, a research for innovation at Nokia during CES which I gotta bring it back to have more conversation and we had a lot of fun and we were talking about how fast chat gpt or generative ai have been going in the hands of people yeah it's on your phone right but the infrastructure is there is the internet the api and all this kind of stuff it's yeah i want to try it here it is on the other hand the internet took a long time to reach that many people because it wasn't easy dial-up modem you needed to be a damn engineer to (laughs) to connect to the internet it wasn't fast you had to build the infrastructure but when the infrastructure is there then it can be faster so yeah and it's uh i had a it's a few weeks ago now i'm still publishing it'll come out on monday a conversation with mick douglas and dennis cruz and the, the question was uh posed by mick douglas do llms belong large language models belong in a sim security event information And of course, me in the middle, having built one many, many years ago, I have my own thoughts, but then those two uh, on the show had their own thoughts and a lot of back and forth, some agreement, a lot of disagreement. Um, And as a tech slash ops person talking to to tech ops people, um, one might think, it's all around the tech and the ops. Is it feasible? Will it fit into the business? Is it a good thing, a bad thing? What risks do you introduce? And it, the reason I'm bringing this up is a very interesting moment happened. It was a, a tangent that went into a rabbit hole that ultimately said, regardless of whether it is or isn't good or bad, um, it might not be fiscally feasible. <laughs> it might be too expensive to do it. Um, which was not something I expected to come out of that conversation. Um, so, so what what is the reason? So what, what would make it better, me being ignorant on this? Like, what is the, the pro and the cons of, let's say it's feasible, but is it actually bringing the improvement that should bring? So, yeah, the, the, the gist it of it. It might be a stupid question what I just asked, but. You can no, tell me that I, if it is. I think, um, yeah, it's hard to summarize the whole, the whole conversation. Um, my take is it's a good thing. Um, Mick doesn't believe so, thinks that, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to encourage everybody. I'm not going to try to re, restate his. <laughs> well, his I guess thing, my but, question is yeah. the usual question that we ask many times. 
Should we do it just because we can do it? Right. Or should we do it because it really has an advantage, which could reconnect to, are we doing the electric car because we really want to? Are we really doing all the voice interface because it is better? Or are we just getting all excited by all the blinking lights and funny noises? And then one day we're like, I kind of want to push that those buttons. I kind of want to drive that car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe kind of to the same point we're making today, I, I think it's inevitable that that technology ends up in there. Uh, maybe not today because of cost or other reasons, but uh, I think there's no way a human will be able to keep up with all that. And it's basically data, right? Looking at data, finding something that needs to be resolved from the signals in that data and taking resolution. There's no way a human is going to be able to keep up with all of that as things continue to grow and scale and, and whatnot. So um, does it kind of like it, the is a human? Right? Not quite there yet. But, but uh, that's my point. Is a human to just keep going, keeping changes of our being human, our humanity, and I'm getting philosophical here, and then I'll, I'll write more about, about this, <laughs> or intrinsically our DNA, our gene, our mind, it's, it's actually more root into the physical world as we want now to believe that we're not and we can just live in a virtual life with having meetings with uh you know with, gar with goggles and not being there and not touching things and not driving cars and not you know um riding a horse and that's my point it's why are we doing it and are we doing it unconsciously so it's a lot of question here too to unpack, but also yeah. connecting to what the conversation we were having. Are we just not having car anymore? Are we just going to push a button and we just transport ourselves from one place to another, kind of uh, Star Trek, which we did mention in the yeah. <laughs> in the episode as well. And, you know? Yeah, f physical elements, of course. Um, while we're still moving and touching and <laughs> sitting and standing and running, whatever else we're doing. Yeah, but the, I think where technology seems to focus, and I, I, I hear a lot of this in the business sense as well, that it's all about efficiency, right? If you can do it faster, it's probably cheaper, saves you time, you can do something else in, in that spare time. To, to me, that's, that's, that seems to be the driver 90 plus percent of the time. And we kind of miss the point of, well, is it good for us outside of just being faster is it fun better. is it fulfilling is it fun is it is it something that make it feel yeah. good yeah maybe faster to get a prepackaged meal and shove it in the microwave but i rather spend half an hour cutting stuff so one yeah. day i may be in a hurry or traveling and that's cool but if i have a choice and that's how you started right i yeah. mean if i have a choice can i do this if i have a choice maybe Maybe there is a time for one thing and there is time for for another. So maybe we have this super high tech thing, but still maybe we want a vintage car in the garage or, or, or bike to just go and hammer on it. Just exactly. Because well, this guy had a row. This guy had a row of toys, he calls them. 
Yeah. But right. uh, he said, when I want the stick or to have some fun, I go on one of these. Well, but not, not nice to have that choice. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, um, I know we're coming close on time here, but in terms of nostalgia, so I, I walk the city, I walk the park, and uh, I'm fortunate to be close to the Met Museum. And if ever I'm passing, I take half an hour or an hour just to walk through and look and experience physical things. There's not much tech in there. <laughs> there is some for some displays, but uh, I looked at some Monet's and uh, Picasso's the other day nice. and just filled my soul with, with work that people did with brushes. I didn't look at a screen that, to see them and experience them. I, yep. I stood in front of them, looked at them, looked at the brush marks, tried to feel what they were they were feeling oh, wow. as they were painting now you're going in a completely different <laughs> um, corner which i think we could we could talk about this next time maybe we need yeah. to make a note about the the digital art versus mm. the physical art which again it's connecting to what it means to be somehow human and that's a big question to answer which i i wonder a lot on my show and um and i will probably never have an answer so just, uh, just a bunch of questions. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we come up with an end. I think we had enough conversation for, for today. Next time uh, we'll be again, hopefully from the road or definitely from a different place. So you won't see this, uh, this uh, old vintage stuff behind here. And um, I'm very excited for this. I'm excited for our next conversation and uh, for everybody listening. Uh, if you're listening live, have a great weekend. And if you are listening after, have a great whatever day it is. And Sean, <laughs> please next time go to the to the Met. Just uh, just share some of your experience. Uh, I'm very jealous about that. <laughs> oh, so you, what do you want? Pictures? What I... Yeah. Right. Or a post. Put a post on LinkedIn. All right, I'll do that. Let us know what uh, what we're missing by now in, <laughs> in New York. I there are chariots. There, I saw the other day. A fire? Uh, uh, Not a fire. Real, real chariot. Okay. See? Share. <laughs> sure. All right. I might do that. All right. Maybe I'll, put, I'll put a, it's from the other day, but I'll put put a picture of the chariot up. Okay. This, this episode. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us ramble and uh, stay tuned to our shows and we'll see you uh, on the next, next live stream. Bye, it's your choice. Hopefully you choose to join us. <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs>